I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, welcome to another Five Times podcast. It's the morning of the game, so the nerves are flying around. We're just going to have our pre-match meal, but I've managed to grab two former two former ex-Liverpool players with a foreign field. But before I do that... We're just going to fly across to Pete McDowell, who's with two former Liverpool players. Yeah, thanks, Jay. has got uh, Ian Callaghan here, John Aldridge and Jan Mulby. Team has just been named. Um, Jan Mulby is the, the chairman of the Former Players Association. Any surprises in the lineup, Jan? Well, actually, I haven't seen the, the team, Pete. Do you want me to tell you? <laughs> yeah, I would love to. Yeah. It's almost my role now, isn't it? Bruce yeah. Groblar in goal. Uh, Jason McAteer, Rob Jones, Mark Wright, Michael Thomas, John Barnes. You're in the team, you're starting. Uh, Patrick Berger, Vladimir Smyker, Steve McManaman, Robbie Fowler, Subs Aldo, Alan Kennedy, Phil Neal, David Fairclough, and Diddy Haman on the bench. Yeah, not as uh, pretty much as we, we we thought. You know, we've we've obviously got the young and the fresher legs in in the in the starting eleven. Uh, Don't prove yourself. Yeah. yeah, I think so. The only one that would say is, is, is John Barnes, who, who looks a little bit unfit, but everybody else looks really, really fit. Well, I must not admit, Peter, I'm very disappointed. I'm not even down there. So there you go. I'm the not in question. the team or even on the bench. Do you need to see the, the manager at this stage? I, I think so. Going. I think so. Do you think Do you think Cali's one for the future, though? <laughs> do you think that's how the, the staff view it? You know, yeah, and then. I think I'm, I've just been told, put your suit on, you're an ambassador. That's all I will do. <laughs> used to be your boots are under the number 12, didn't it, when there was a problem there. What about you, Aldo? The team looking strong there? Yeah, I, I, I think what I'm with uh, Didier, man, we've done a, a little bit of... Of, a, of an exercise on the pitch is the way we was in the circle, a couple of people in, in, in trying to get the ball off us, and the soft bug has done his calf in trying to be clever, you know. So uh, the nifty back heel done him. He a thing, wasn't did, it? yeah. So he, he's felt the pinch, but the physio just said hot from the press that he should be okay. You know? So he got fresh legs on the bench there. Anyway. What's the trip been like for you all? I mean, it's it's been an eye opener. I don't think we we really knew what to expect, but everywhere you've you've been, you've just been given an unbelievable welcome. Yeah, but I think that the, the, the tour has built well, hasn't it? Uh, I'm sure the boys would have enjoyed the golf. We played some fantastic courses and turning up to signing sessions with the amount of people. Uh, I mean, the signing session yesterday in the local casino had twice as many people as the Manchester City first team. Gives you an idea. But it's building towards today, isn't it? The game, and that's why we're here. We're all footballers. Yes. We're, we're, we're old and we can't play like we used to but it's just building towards the game isn't it and I don't care what anyone says the beer we're going to drink after and we're going to drink whether we win or lose tastes a lot better when you win and, and, and you sense that with everybody and I think the fact that we've got close on 30,000 people inside the stadium oh yeah it, it, it's, it's, it's just going to make you even more focused you know and the last thing you want to do live, live on TV as well in front of all those people and let's not forget that most of those people absolutely adore us you just don't want to make a fool of yourself it's funny looking at the lads now that the mindset you can see them turning into professional mode Cali you can see they get a bit more serious about this now you know I mean there's great camaraderie we've had a fantastic week um, and you can see you know I mean a lot of all ages uh, but you can see now you know I mean the lads want to win today and uh, there'll be 28,000 there so it's going to be a fantastic atmosphere and yeah so we're looking forward to a, a good result 
all we've done all week is laugh at old mm. Patrick Berger said before that the highlight for him was, was a couple of speeches you made on the bus on the way back <laughs> from a couple of events <laughs> I mean the, the banter's been unbelievable hasn't it yeah but we all, we all get on famously don't we we've known each other for some time I have to say Patrick and uh, Vladimir have been brilliant first time I've met them and uh, great lads you know, and uh, we're expecting a bit more from them on the pitch. You know, we the younger, the younger type of legs, but but they've been brilliant. We've had a great time. You know, we we, we get together quite a lot during the during the year and the season, uh, and um, it's it's just always great to be be involved with the lads. You know, we've got some good jokers in the pack as well, which is always important. Do you see it happening again, Jan? I mean, it's been a, a lavish, really ambitious tour that a few people doubted would happen. It's happened now. It's been a great success. Can can it be repeated? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think there's still parts of the world where we've never been seen, and you know, there's places in the world where maybe the first team is highly unlikely to go. And you know, I just think there's a big call for mm. for, for anything to do with Liverpool Football Club. And I, I just think that once you make that commitment, whether that's as a Liverpool player, and, and you see the commitment that these boys are made, and they still see themselves as ex-Liverpool players, it's it's like a life commitment, isn't it? And the fans are the same. And I always think that the fans are prepared to go that extra yard. We've come out here, and we, need, we we know we've got millions of fans in South Africa. But it's it's one thing having them; it's another thing getting to come to the events, isn't it? And and that's what I like about the Liverpool fans is that they go to the actually, they go listen. The boys are here. I spoke to uh, somebody who hosted the table I was on the other night, and his sister's getting married today, and he's turning up late for the wedding. He said because the boys are here to play. He said, and I have to be there, and and, and that's what it means to them, you know. And that's what I mean about Liverpool fans: that extra yard, you know. I don't think any there's many football clubs in the world who can send a group of retired footballers to, to, to create the amount of excitement that we have there's a couple of guys on, on our table the other night and one of them said I don't think you realise this has changed so many people's lives that the Liverpool legends turn up which really puts it in context doesn't it well I think so I mean you know I mean, coming to South Africa and um, you know it's a, it's a long way away from home and, and, and you, you think to yourself well we are ex-players uh, but as, as Jan said and, and Aldo says the response has just been fantastic, you know. I'm, I'm, I've just been completely surprised by it all. I really have, and we've had a fantastic time, as I say, you know. And the camaraderie with Liverpool uh, former players is always going to be good. It really is because we all got on well together. That's part and parcel of Liverpool FC when we all played. So uh, it's been a great weekend. Great to see all the lads. Yeah, well, it's been a pleasure being with you, lads. Thank you very much for talking to me. I'm Morby John Aldridge and Ian Callaghan. Back to you, Jason. Thanks, pal. Where we're sitting here together now looking forward to this podcast as I said it's got a, a foreign feel to it we've got two of the the great Czech players that played for Liverpool sitting with me about to talk everything Liverpool and their careers Vladimir Smiter's with us uh, great to have you here with us Vlad and another player we've got from the Czech Republic I think if you put his name after Beef and before Van I think you'll guess who it is it's Patrick Berger Patrick great to have you with us today how's the tripping going? Really well, I think uh, so far I'm happy, playing a lot of goals and enjoying the South Africa and first time here. Dad, yeah, yeah, so far so good, never been here before, so uh, you know, some of the, I never met some of the lads before, uh, mainly the older ones and you know, the weather has been great, food has been great, the fans has been unbelievable so far, uh, I'm a big golf fan so played few golfs, so yeah. love it. It's a good mixture this time, I mean we haven't we haven't really played many games with five times, have we? But this is the first big real trip, so there's a nice mixture of, of the older players and, and obviously players we've played against as well. Is there anyone you particularly enjoyed meeting? Obviously, it's different for you because it's different Diddy and different for you because it's like me and Maka. Are they the players you've enjoyed seeing? Yeah, I'm happy to see Bruce Grobla right. because he's been, uh, I think, very popular at Czech Republic. 
and I just meeting him first time like this, you know, on the trip, and yeah. so it's it's a, it's a funny, and I'm happy to see him. Are you a Liverpool fan? Did you grow up as a Liverpool fan? Yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. I grew up as a Liverpool fan because Liverpool were winning when I was young, and as a young boy, you always you know supporting the team. Yeah, they are winning. So, and uh, of course, then uh, when Liverpool was banned not to play uh, yeah. European Cups. I, I was like looking for another team and I picked AC Milan but it was the time with uh, Hulet and Van Basten and Rijkaard yeah. you know, I support them in Europe I think I think with our generation I, th- I feel it's it's losing it's kind of mystique now the, the fact that we people get starstruck and I think our generation is, in football is maybe the last generation to be starstruck I come on these trips and see John Barnes mm-hmm. and John Aldridge and I get a little bit starstruck are you, are you, do you get like that sometimes you say Bruce Grobbler do you look at some players and think, "Oh, I grew up and they were my, they were my top players"? Well, for me, John Barnes was, uh, you know, when when I was young, John Barnes was a legend. So, you know, for me, uh, I've signed 1996, and John was still in the team. So, I mean, it was a dream come true, you know, to to actually be close to him. And uh, so, John, John was the legend for me. John is the main man for me. But the highlight for for me is uh, John Aldridge so far, you know, on this trip. I mean, I never met him before, and and he's a he's a very funny guy, and and I really enjoy his company. Just talk quickly about the game today. Obviously, we're playing the Kaiser Chiefs. Um, the game, I think, when we get asked to play in these games, I don't think there's too much expectation on maybe winning. I think the, the you know the, the charity aspect is the biggest thing, and getting together as a group of lads. But as we've got here, have you noticed? You know the, the politics of Brown and Kaiser Chiefs team and what's happened, and and then they must win the game. Do you feel as the weeks gone, by, the weeks sort of gone by, that it's got a bit more pressure on the game now? Yes, I think uh, the pressure is always a little bit here because uh, you know uh, we know the competition. We were always yeah. playing for winning, and uh, I think uh, now is the day of the game, and uh, we you would like to go and win again. Uh, I know it's a charity and everything, but we are playing together, and I think every, everyone wants to win the game. Of course, we don't know how it is the opposition. Now the age is very important yeah. in these games because if you put on the on the pitch, you know, two old team, or then you can lose because they, they can have a younger team. But we'll see. But me personally, I am going to to play the game and try to win the game. Are you happy the weather's changed? Well, I am. I mean, first, <laughs> first few days was absolutely boiling here, and if I, we find out that the kickoff is two o'clock, and you know, we we were talking to Vladimir, we were saying, "Wow, you know, yeah. I mean, this is not really looking very good." So, yesterday was much better when we had a little kick about, you know, at the ground. Uh, the weather was great. the The pitch was looking very good, and you know, to come to the question, you know, we always have been competitive, you know, as a, as athletes. So. Uh, I remember even in training sessions, you know, you you, you just don't want to lose. Yeah. So and and I think that hasn't changed. And you know, we will definitely, I will definitely approach the game in a way that you know I want to win it, even if it's a charity and it's mainly for the fans. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure that there will be more Liverpool fans than Kaiser Chief fans, and they, you know, they will be cheering as you know to to, to win the game. So what have you been up to? Because we we seem to, I think it's unfortunate when you leave a football club, you lose touch with each other, don't mm-hmm. you? As, as close as you are. Um, I find that very disappointing. So, what, what have you been up to since since you've left Liverpool? Or? Yeah, I signed to Bordeaux after Liverpool in 2005 for two years, and then uh, after two years, I signed to Slavia Prague, my former team, yeah, where yeah. I, where I finished my career in 2009. And I start straight away. I worked for the Czech Federation, Czech Football Federation. I was the manager of the team, 
and this work is finished in December now. And then uh, I don't know. I take a little bit break, and uh, I'm looking for a new job. So, for example, in the summer. You, you know. like to stay in football? Yes, I like to stay in football. I don't know to do something well, else. Honestly, do. honestly, <laughs> I like last thirty uh, years. I was just around the football, working or doing the football. So I don't know. I can't do anything else. Bad. You love your golf, don't you? Yeah, well, I'm I'm a golf freak, you know. To be honest with you, golf yeah, he's a candidate for Rio de Janeiro golf tournament. I was gonna say you're for the seniors. <laughs> yeah, I'll have a I'll have a go. I'll have a go. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I have. Um, uh, I actually came back to Czech Republic to play for Sparta Prague for a year and a half when I finished in Aston Villa and. Uh, uh, I, you know, in in the half the, halfway through the second season, you know, I had an injury on my knee again, had an operation, and you know, I, I just decided to hang up the boots. You know, I didn't really want to go through the uh, you know fitness thing and you know the hard work again. I was already 36 years old, so I just decided to hang up the boots. And from that point, basically, I always said to myself that you know, once I will retire, you know. I'll just I'll just have a break a and I'll model. no no I'll just I'll, I'll, I'll just have a break and I'll just you know enjoy the life for a bit and I'll I'll be, I'll be there for the kids and you know uh, and then I will do whatever I want to do so that's what I've been doing You're so far. Enjoying it four or five years on. Well, yeah, I do. Yeah. I, I, I hope I can carry on for five more years. <laughs> would you um, would you like to go on the tour, the senior tour? Do you think you would ever get to a, a point because you play all the time, don't you? you golf. Actually, I do, and funny thing is that I played golf as a left-handed for 11 years, and uh, and then I met I met a guy who is actually from South Africa, David Carter, the pro, yeah. and he won the Irish Open and he won the World Cup with Nick Faldo years ago, and uh, he is a pro in Czech Republic. So I, I played pro am with him for um, three years ago or three and a half years ago, and he convinced me to change to play as a right-handed. No way. Yeah. So actually, I did and. Uh, and we were chatting, we were talking, and he said to me, "Listen, you have plenty of time. You know, uh, if, if it would be nice, I mean, if you just have a go and try to get on the seniors too. So that's that's you know, that's the. And I don't want to say that's the target, but you know, it would be nice. Uh, that's that's the dream exactly. Yeah. Just to touch on that, I play a lot of golf. I love golf. So did it feel like you were just starting completely afresh to go from left-handed to right-handed? Yes. I mean, it was. I had uh, for about six months. I had blisters. Uh, you know, my, my, my blisters on my hands. I had uh, my back was sore. I mean, it was really, really difficult, you know. And and he said, it was it was in uh, August. It was in August. And I said to him, yeah, I'll, I'll try in the I'll try in the winter because in the winter in Czech Republic you can't play. It's too cold. So you go indoor. And you, so I thought, you know, I'll try indoor. And he said, no, 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 you start right now. And I said, you know, I'll, I don't have new clubs. I don't want to buy new clubs right now. And he said, I'll give you mine. So he he was really well, pushing me. You know, he wanted yeah. me to change it. And what what was the what was the angle on that changing from left to right? Was what was his thinking? His, his thinking was that already on the first hole when we played the pro, and he he said to me, "You're naturally right-handed, aren't you?" Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, "Well, yes, I am." And he said, "Well, I can see that." You know, so why have you written it left then? Because because as a kid in the winter in Czech Republic, you know, the the only sport you can do is ice hockey. So when I played ice hockey, it, it was like a left-handed. So I, obviously, I thought, well, that's the way to play, to play golf. No way. Yeah. Mm, that's, that's why in, I, that's why Czech Republic is a lot of left-handed golfers. Yeah, true. Is you it? Know? Okay. Yeah. yeah, because most of the people are playing ice hockey on the left hand down. You know, so I was lucky. I'm right-handed, so. For my golfers, it was okay. Actually, I tried to change to the right-handed twice. Once when I was in yeah. 
Liverpool and once when I was in Portsmouth. And it only took me one week to get back to the to, to the left-handed clubs, uh, you know, because oh, it was. I mean, it's re- it was really hard, you know. But I'm lucky I did it at the end. Oh, that's brilliant. But just to touch on, on your Liverpool careers, unfortunately, I didn't get to play with you, Vlad. But when I was at Liverpool, obviously there was a, a, a European Championships tournament going on, and Czech Republic mm-hmm. done absolutely fantastically well. And I think you guys really made your names there, and people stood up and thought this is a really good team. You had a lot of good players in that team at the time. Mm-hmm. Obviously, when we were linked with you, Paddy, and, and you turned up, it was a, a really welcomed addition to our squad. So when, when you turned up, was was it what you expected? Was it a culture change? Oh, man, it was... I was in Germany for a year. And, you know, in Germany, everything was professional. You know, I mean, the, the food, you know, the... I mean, the... <laughs> you know, the everything was just... Rules, rules. All the rules. Everyone was, you know, sticking to the rules. And when, when I actually arrived at... <laughs> When I arrived at Anfield to sign the deal, I mean, everything seems to be the same like in Germany. As soon as I met you guys at Melwood and had a first first session and breakfast with you, you know, I just couldn't believe it. I mean, it was a totally different world. Yeah. <laughs> I was with Patrick on the phone quite often, and any time he call, I call him, he always says, Listen, you would not believe what's happened. And then <laughs> you know, the, the pre- preparation for the training sessions, like 15 minutes before the training session started, you know, beads on toast, you know, big coffees. Everyone was in the canteen. Then when actually the training session started, we were just walking around the pitch and the lads were talking about, you know, what was happening last night, and, you know, what, what we were doing the day, the day before. And then basically we just, we just did like two, three, Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Exercises and then we played five aside. I mean, I was, it was really shocked, but it, I enjoyed it. It was great. It was good fun. I always feel like our generation of football, we went through everything, every change. Yeah. You know, it started off from, from the old guys with the drinking and then that kind of changed towards changed. 2000 and that stopped. And the diets changed through the 90s and what you were saying there, you know, we, what we were doing, but, you know, very relaxed with training in the beginning and eating before. That sort of changed, didn't it? And we went through all that, the whole 10 years of change. Um, obviously, when you joined the club, obviously Gerard Julia had been there, yeah, and that culture had changed quite a lot by then, hadn't it? So was it was it a little bit different for you? No, for me, strangely, it was it was no no change at all because yeah, he's yeah, French and I, yeah. I played for in French French league three years, yeah. so the rules were quite similar. And uh, it wasn't so much of a shock as it of was. Of course, no, it wasn't a shock at all, um, no at all. And uh, I think. Uh, yeah, only shock was on the pitch. Was a little bit on the sh- little bit shock for me because yeah. it was different than than French league, the Premier League. And Pat, when when you joined, obviously you you joined into this young team, 
of obviously Redknapp, <coughs> Fowler, Manham and myself, Rob Jones. Um, I always look back and think how close we were to winning the league. Do you, do you feel that as well? Do you think? Do you think sometimes how did we not win that a Premier League back then? You know, we we I think we, we had a fantastic and you know fantastic team and so many talented players, yeah. and we also had uh, experienced players. Yeah. So the mix was there, and uh, obviously Manchester United, you know, they they had the same, same yeah. and I think you know they were just a bit luck, luckier than we were. You know, yeah. mainly towards the end of the season, where you know, I remember in in one or two seasons, you know, we just dropped f- few points and basically the title race was over. You know, and uh, and they and they kept going till the end, and you know they won the title. So I think with the team we had, you know, we could do much more than we did. But you, you were quite successful. You were successful, Pad, because I asked you the other night. You went yeah. through the, the treble season, yeah. so relative success at Liverpool. Yeah, you're the same. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I can't complain. I won everything. Only only Premier League we didn't yeah. win. We won all the European Cups, uh, uh, FA Cup. Warrington Cup, everything. So, but in the league, we, once we had, I think, 80 points, but Arsenal, they had 86 points. So, yeah. so you know, we finished second, but it's difficult. Usually with 80 points, you win the league, but they had 86 points. So it was a team with Pires, Lundberg, Anelka, uh, uh, Henry. The glamour team, wasn't it? The so, team, that yeah. was a great team. Would you... I'll keep the European Cup in there. Would you change all everything that you won, both of you, for a Premier League title? No. Me no, 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 because no. Uh, Champions League, Champions League uh, European League, and all the FA Cup. No, I don't know. You, you know, keep, you keep, know the, uh, the funny thing was uh, in in this season where we actually won FA, when we won the three trophies. We yeah. we I think we won the uh, UEFA Cup and then after that we played the FA Cup final, right? No, first no, first, first FA, FA Cup, Cup and final, then UEFA Cup. Cup. Okay, which is quite lucky. The FA Cup final was all very lucky. What was happening was. You know, we were talking, you know, just before the finals, we were talking, you know, what would you rather win? You know, UEFA Cup or the FA Cup? And uh, all the all the foreign players, they said, you know, I mean, we prefer to win the UEFA Cup if we could choose. And all the English lads, they were saying mm. FA Cup. <laughs> they, they would rather win the FA Cup than the UEFA Cup. So for the English boys, the, U, the FA Cup was, you know, meant more yeah. because of the history and everything of the cup, you know, it meant more for them. Than the UEFA Cup, but for the European guys, it's a little bit different. You know, European cups, you know, they are the, you know, the cups that, the cups to win. Yeah. But we, you know, obviously we won both, so no regrets. So when Gerard came into Liverpool um, and took over from Roy, which was a very sad day, wasn't it? If, if you remember it in the dressing room when Roy yeah. came in, it was you know, very emotional. Roy was upset. I look around and the lads were upset. There was a few tears from the lads and stuff, and you felt that change all of a sudden overnight. The change. And, and then the cult, the different cultures come in, Gerard's ideas and, and stuff. You know, Gerard come with the idea of, you know, that the Spice Boys tag had come, and I, and I really think it was unfair. Did, did you feel he had a really good team in the palm of his hand and he didn't know it? Well, you know, the, the, I think it was all about to adapt for what he wanted to do. You know, it, it was so, um, when he started to change the things. Uh, you know the diet, the training sessions. You know the rules, the, the mobile phones and stuff like that. You know the European players, you know the, the foreign players, they were used to it, yeah, so yeah, it was not a problem for them. Yeah. But for yeah, for, for the English guys, you know, and they were used to totally something different. You know, it was a shock. So obviously, some of you guys were not n- not happy, and uh, 
uh, obvious. I think I yeah. think yeah. That, that's the way it was, and obviously it, it was obvious that uh, you know those who don't really want to adapt as soon as possible, you know they would have to go, yeah, and that yeah. was the case. And, and then <coughs> and then he started to, and then he knew straight away, you know, in a couple of weeks that you know who is going to go his way, you know they then have a, they have a chance to be there, and those yeah. who don't want to you know do what he wants to do well they can go and he will bring somebody else and that was basically you know what happened yeah. and he was bringing the, I think the foreign players as well so you know yeah. that's even you know you don't like that as well for yeah. example if you are in your country and the foreign co- managers coming and he's bringing French players for example so you know yeah. it doesn't help his, his I think as a manager he knew he knew I mean you, you, you don't take Liverpool or you don't take the job you know, and, uh, and and you are not unprepared. So I think he definitely he knew, you know, what it, what is going on, you know, and so he knew when even when he was coming in, he he knew it will take a, you know little time, but he had an idea, you know, who he wants to keep mm. and who he wants to sell. I mean, I think that's you know every manager has that idea, you know, when yeah. when when he's taking over over a new job, and you know that was the case with him as well. Well, one player who, who did leave the club, and I don't think it was because he, he didn't adapt, I think it was because Real Madrid had come knocking, was obviously Steve McManaman. And to replace Steve was going to be was going to be a difficult job, and I think you got that job, Brad. Liverpool fans, look at that departure and, and your arrival as being no, I think replacement. When I was playing in Lons, I, I loved watching the Steve McManaman yeah. because he, he was a great player. He did great great games for, for Liverpool and he was already a legend there. It was difficult for me, yeah. really, to you know, did you replace feel him. Did you Steve's replacement? Yes, yeah, yeah. because I played, I, when I signed to Liverpool, they told me I'd be playing in his position. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said, OK, fine, thank you. They, told, they gave me the number seven, you know, like uh, Kenny Ragijad, uh, Ken Keegan, uh, all these you know, big players. And uh, I came to Liverpool with injury. I had Did you a, play seven? I played seven the first two years. Liverpool, when you obviously signed for Liverpool, that number mm-hmm. is massive. Just to touch on that, you know, and some players have not been able to carry it. I'd certainly say you, you were able to do that. Some players have struggled with that. Did you feel a burden with the, with the seven, or did you embrace it? Or no, I, did you I, want it? Did I, you want that number? I didn't want it. <coughs> they oh. just straight gave me yeah. number seven. I didn't ask for seven because in, in I played in with seven with Slavia Prague in Slavia right, Prague right. when I started my career. But but in Lons I didn't play with the seven because it was somebody else have it. Yeah. it. So, but if they gave me, I say okay, why not? <laughs> but after two years when Harry Kuehl came to Liverpool signed to Liverpool and he asked me for number seven I said okay you, yeah, have it I don't I'm going to change and I, I took 11 and it suddenly it, I felt like more free I suddenly I feel like I, I'm a different player it didn't look that way did it? <laughs> no, but inside me I felt that <laughs> Pat seven we'll just skip on quickly now seven years at Liverpool you got off to a flyer I think you got play of the month after quite a few yeah. goals yeah. Uh, I think it was Leicester and Chelsea and put you give you that title. What was the most memorable memorable moments? At Probably at the beginning it was uh, uh, it was the, you know the first, I think it was at the beginning where where we played against Chelsea. I scored two goals. You know we won the game. I really had a good start and and the Leicester game when when actually I, I played my first part of for the first team at Leicester. Uh, and I think I come on for the second half, scored two goals. So that that, that that was the highlight at the beginning. Obviously, after that, you know, when we had a season when when we were won three trophies and qualified for the Champions League, that was you know for the that was that was probably the best season. But you say the Newcastle games up there as a as a memory because obviously you scored in that. The four three one. Yeah, yeah. I remember it was actually it was 
similar to the one you guys played the year before I came. You know, it was exactly the same scenario, and and it, it was an amazing game. It was an amazing game, and you know, I mean, you you can't really forget forget games like this. I remember it going, obviously being three 0 up, and then going to three three, and we always used to get the day off after the game, and I was just remember thinking. When it went to 3-3, we're not going to be off tomorrow. We're going to be in training and we're going to get the biggest the biggest rollicking ever. Did you feel like that when it went 3-3? I couldn't believe it. No, I just, I mean, every time if you if you have a game where you are totally under control and you 3-0 up, you know, especially in England, if the opposition scores one, then, you know, the game is not over. I mean, you know, the teams, they as soon as they feel, you know, they, there's a little chance, you know, they go after you. So... You know, I don't even remember that we had a day off after every game. You know, oh, you obviously, you know, that was for you. That was priority. Let's win the game. I'll have a day off tomorrow. Vlad, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think uh, uh, fair to say, I think it'd be Champions League. Yeah, field, yeah. Uh, highlights. But I had the game like this three 0 up at Southampton. We were leading three 0 up, and yeah. then we finished the game three three. So you didn't get the day off. Uh, no, we didn't. <laughs> it was like 15 minutes before the end. We were three 0 up. And then we drew three three. But then, of course, the Champions League is my highlight. Yeah. The last game for Liverpool, and we won the European Cup. So definitely, the plus in the game I scored a goal. So technically, you won it, didn't you? Yeah. With your penalty. And say in the penalty, I, that was important moment for me because I knew, you know, before the, I was taking the penalty, it was it's going to be my last kick for Liverpool. Oh, did and you? That's <laughs> the question I was going to ask. Did you know? You were leaving Liverpool before. Yes, that game. yes, I, I know that. I know that. I knew that already if in March. I think Benitez he told me that in March that uh, it was fair enough, you know. And I just asked him if I, he's still going to play me, or just I can, so I can already. Attitude, yeah. Right, and he said, yeah, yeah. If you be trained well, then I give you the chance to play because I said it's important for me because then I had the operation on my knee. You know, I didn't play for six months in that season, and uh, I need to show. That I'm fit for the other clubs that I can you know, find a club after yeah. the Liverpool. So he said, "No, if you be training well, then uh, I'm counting with you." Okay. That was fair enough. And obviously, you said you're both Liverpool fans. Liverpool at the minute, and the, and the Premier League being wide open this season. What you what what you fancy Liverpool to do this season? I wish that Liverpool be playing like this. You know, still between the top four and staying there. And uh, because I would like to see the Liverpool, of course, in Champions League. That's I think uh, the best competition in Europe. And uh, I think Liverpool as a club, club with the history, everything deserves to be there. You know, for the fans and uh, and plus we, we we are Liverpool fans and we play for Liverpool. Yeah. That's why I would like to see the Liverpool playing there. Do you think there's, there's been so much change this season with new managers, Pellegrini? Mourinho is slightly different because he's been to Chelsea before, but then you look at Manchester, sorry, Manchester City new manager, Manchester United new manager. The consistency with Arsenal as well at the top of the table and Liverpool's consistency now because Brendan Rodgers has been there a couple of seasons. The squad's been together a long time. The team's been together. Do you feel that's why they're at the top? And do you think there's a real opportunity to win the Premier League this year? Well, I think that um, you know, I mean, it looks like that every every team so far has been dropping points. Yeah. <clears throat> so there is another team. Standout. Exactly, standout. Mm-hmm. Who is who is you know some where, uh, who is who is who looks like who who is going to be you know the uh, Premier League uh, uh, winner? But uh, <clears throat> Liverpool has a chance because if you would ta- if you would tell me that you know they would be in the middle of November, they would be where they are. I would take it any time. You know, so as long as they can keep close to the top as they are right now, you know they they have a chance to qualify for the Champions League. Never, nevertheless, you know they have a chance to win the league, but I think they 
if they are where they are in January, you know, they they need, in my opinion, you know, they need to strengthen the squad a little bit to be able uh, to qualify for the Champions League, in my opinion. Would you like to see them? Because Liverpool, I feel, over the last maybe two or three seasons have brought in players that... No, not the standout players, the glamour players, players that they, they feel they can develop and over the years they will drop in. Liverpool need to start going into the market and buying these prestige players, these top players. Who would you like to see come in? Well, I don't know who would I like to see to come in, but they definitely need players who can play straight away. You know, they, they international good quality. Yeah, which in January that you know if you if you go back, then in January when January is open, you know. They are never really major signings, are they? You know, or they are, but they are too expensive. And those players, I mean, if, you, if we're talking about top top quality players, you know, they want to have the Champions League guarantee because they want to play the best competition in the world. And that's that's a difficult for Liverpool right now because they have no guarantee of Champions League for next season. Just a, a quick question: I was just thinking about there. Is there any one player you would take out of this team today and put in your own team? I don't know. Is Suarez in? Did you take Suarez? Out? No, oh, to our team. To put him in our team, yeah. I would. Yeah. I would, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I would. That's the name. He's, he's, he's very good. He's very good. I like him, you know, his work rate and everything, his intelligence. And he's, he's really difficult for the opposition yeah. to, because he can do some incredible things. So, you know, his skill is very good. Would it be difficult to keep him? Yeah. I think so. He's going to be January. Difficult. Do you feel he could? I don't. I don't. I don't know if, if in in, in I think he will stay till the end of the season. You know, that's my that's my feeling. That's my feeling. But I mean, if they really, I mean, if they let him go, then you know, what the the message. What, what's the message to the top players in you know in the world? <clears throat> I mean, and Liverpool are probably at the strongest point now with buying mm. players because you know in the in January, you know, with the, after last season, I think we finished seventh. You know, people would be looking. Players would be looking at that position and thinking, "Oh, Liverpool's not quite ready." But now, second in the league, you know, going for Champions League football next season, which looks like they might get Liverpool are a strong position to buy these players now, aren't they? They definitely must must not keep sell. him, not yeah. sell. If they sell him, then I don't think it's no. The message, like, oh, the message is negative. You know, yeah. it was like Trouble. Benitez when 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 Benitez started when, when uh, Xabi Alonso left. Uh, you know, and around that time, you know, he 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 let go a few players, and and basically the team was weaker than than before. So if if they sell Suarez, I mean, you cannot really sell best players. If you sell best yeah. players, then the message is wrong. It can be like turning point, you know. You have generally, if you sell Suarez, then you can see where he goes. But if you instead of that you buy a top player, then the, you know it's a great message, even for the confidence for the team, for the other players. They can they be feeling stronger. It's like. A, we were playing and Stevie G was on the pitch. Yeah. You feel you felt stronger. You, you knew you are we strong. Were like that with you are like foul away. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You feel like oh, okay, yeah, we can, we can, we can, yeah. we can do the things. But yeah. if you, if he's not there, then oh, oof, it's going to be more difficult. Yeah, we were like that part. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's that's Would the you message. Like that with me, <laughs> I could see his playing today. You're gonna win. Yeah. You know, so so that, that, that's that's the message for the team, not only for the fans, even for the for the team, for for the players, for the confidence of the players. Yeah. Can right. I lift you up? Last question, and we'll put you on the on the spot. Where will Liverpool finish this season? Don't From say I want a position. 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 No, top four is not good enough. Number it's, one. No, is top four good enough? No, no, no. no. Position. Fourth. I go third. 
I'm going to go second. <laughs> I want him to be first, but I think second. I think second. Lads, it's been brilliant. I've really enjoyed that. Of all the podcasts, I've got to say, I've really enjoyed this one the most. <laughs> <laughs> I have. Lads, thanks very much. Thank you, thank Obviously, good luck for the, the game today. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, guys. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.